You're listening to the Hopped Up Network. The show you're about to listen to is part of the Hopped Up Network's growing family of craft beer podcasts in the U.S. and Canada. I think it's great. Find this show and others like it at hoppedupnetwork.com, the spot for informative and entertaining craft beer podcasts. I love it. I love you guys. You're listening to the Hopped Up Network. You're listening to the Pints and Provisions podcast with Evan, Mark, Ryan, and Dan. You're listening to the Pints and Provision Podcast with Evan, Mark, and Dan. Oh, I forgot someone. I can't Oh man, that is great. I, this is the, the the second time I've ever used Zoom, so I'm like still trying to figure it all out. Like the last time I did it, it was like just to wish somebody a happy birthday, and I did it from my phone. And I was like, "There's too much going on here. I didn't know. I wasn't on like half the time. I didn't know." But this is a little bit easier. I've had a few happy hours, so now I'm getting down the just <laughs> getting backgrounds and stuff like that. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is getting almost too easy with uh, work meetings, happy hours, family get-togethers, doing Zoom. Um, if I would have known that, I would have invested a little bit more in Zoom before this all hit. Um, yeah, right. But I mean, this seems like it's it, it's working out really well for a lot of people. I think it's going to change kind of the landscape after all of this of like just how business is done a little bit more. Maybe we'll actually be in the future, you know? For yeah. Months. Yeah. Um, so welcome to the Pints and Provisions podcast. Ryan, of course, is down there. Uh, my name is Evan, and we've got Mike here from Live Oak down in Austin, which is deemed Austin's original brewery. Is that right, Mike? Uh, that is correct. We are the oldest uh, continually operating brewery uh, in Austin. So we've been around since 1997. And actually, this last Saturday would have been our uh, 23rd anniversary party. Nice. And so you yeah. had to postpone that, unfortunately. Yeah, it's such a bummer. I mean, it's a big deal every year. We have a lot of fun with it. Um, and we knew probably about a month ago that it was going to be at least postponed. We've, we've, I mean, we're going to, you know, we'll see how the landscape looks after all of this and how we can, we want obviously people to come back. But I think, I think even then when it comes time for people to you know kind of get those orders lifted and you can have a crowd i think it's still going to be a bit of a challenge getting people used to that again yeah yeah well we usually start with what was your best beer or favorite beer of the week um and i'll let ryan uh go first he looks like he's already drinking a live oak pills you sob i would love to be drinking a live oak pills but uh, <laughs> i didn't i didn't make it over to your house to grab mine <laughs> you should have come to the I'm like where I'm at. I, yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, yeah, I was in I was in Austin uh, about two months ago, so uh, shipped home about a case of beer, and uh, I have like one or two a week just to kind of ease it in. So it's uh, just such good stuff that it's hard to get. So, um, so I still got a few left. I got uh, a couple pills. I got the heft that I'll probably crack next. Um, nice. Gold, and then I still have one of the big bark. Yeah. So, oh yeah. 
I just love that one. We had that, I think, in the fall for the first time when I was there in October, and we're just kind of blown away. So, uh, great, great stuff. Um, so, I'll, I'll go something different and not say uh, say a live oak beer if that's okay, but uh, I'm going to say the, the best one of the week I had was from Munkin out of uh, Torrance, California. We talk about them quite a bit. Um, we had this fresh foggier lockdown. So they have a foggier window that they do a pretty hefty amount of uh, Galaxy, Nelson, and Citra. And they did like reverse quantities on it and called it uh, foggier lockdown just for the uh, this situation we're all in. So cool concept. And uh, we were able to get some fresh cans and that was just a really, really great one. So it was fun, fun one to try and, uh, and get fresh. So this is pretty dang hard to beat after a rough day of work though too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, and you're, you're enjoying it in the tap room. And for those of you, uh, obviously this isn't a visual media that you'll be listening to, but Ryan has changed his Zoom background to the Live Oak tap room. So <laughs> we'll snap a picture and then that way everybody can see what that looks like. Mike, how about you? Anything stand out over the last few days, few weeks? Um, so uh, something that we like to do is like we like to send our beer out to people that we think would appreciate it. And sometimes that involves uh, other breweries and uh, there's a brewery that we've kind of, or at least me on my end, I've become some friends with uh, the guys over at uh, divine barrel cult. Uh, they're out of uh, they're in North Carolina uh, in Charlotte, North Carolina. And so they, I actually stopped by the uh, our brewery yesterday to just kind of do a little bit of work and then come home. Uh, but they sent a package to us. And so there was a bunch of different beers in there. So I got a, uh, it is a, it's called Blueberry Cobbler or, or no, I'm sorry, Carolina Cobbler Blueberry. Uh, it's like a, it's an Imperial Berliner Weiss uh, with like graham cracker and, uh, and uh, lactose and some other things. I'm usually not like, you know, into beers that have like lactose or just like an overabundance of like, adjuncts that you would find and, and I like just clean crisp lagers typically uh but I wanted to kind of try something different and I I just I pounded it last night and <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed it it was definitely a, a dessert in a glass like it was very easy to drink um which we make like a Berliner Weiss but this one was you know it's got just a lot more flavor profile to it it's not like super sour by any means you get a little bit of tartness more than anything um, but I really enjoyed that. Nice. What was the ABV on that? I, if I'm if I'm remembering the 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 correct one, it was it's eight percent. But oh, I, wow. I could be thinking I did have another one last night as well, okay. which was like double rainbow. Uh, that was also like an, an imperial Berliner Weiss. But yeah, it it was good. I thought I've been doing a little bit more exploring like at home lately of like, okay, I've got a bunch of beers here. I just need to start drinking. Them. That's what I've been doing. It's like we're at home, you know, work's done. It's actually, we, we came, uh, you guys always have good weather down there, but we had a, a week where we had, you know, sixties and seventies, which is really great for early April. So it was, Ooh. we're home. We're not doing anything. I'm going to sit out yeah. and have, have a couple beers. Yep. Yep. That's the way to do it. Yep. Uh, quickly mine uh, on Easter Sunday, I went traditional Lambic style because it just fit with the day, fit with, uh, personally, I'm a big cycling fan and it was sad to see that Perry roubaix which is one of the spring classics in cycling, is canceled. Um, although it is traditionally, of course, Christian Holy Week, they also call it Cycling Holy Week because of that and a couple other big spring classics. But 
nothing uh, hits better than a Dre Fontainen on um, Easter Sunday with like your, you know, we did more of a brunch style, our family, as we stayed at home, but I had the Armand Gaston Cuvée 2018. Um, my wife even enjoyed it. It goes good with asparagus and eggs and things like that. So um, that was very enjoyable uh, for myself and it just kind of fit the day. Nice. Awesome. So um, what is Austin like right now? I know I can tell you that here in Illinois, we've got a stay-at-home order. Any place that you need to go to with food, beverage is pretty much drive-up only. What is the scene in Austin like? Uh, very similar. Uh, we kind of had uh, – our, our mayor was the one that kind of put the stay-at-home in place uh, before the governor did. So it's been kind of this like weird, like you get two bits of, in, of information and a lot of confusion for a while. Uh, but we do have uh, the stay at home. Ours just got extended now until I want to say May 5th. Uh, and now they're saying that everywhere you go, wear a face mask, um, wear gloves, um, which uh, is bizarre. I mean, it's such a weird concept, yeah. but you know, it's, it's good. I, I understand it. Um, and it's and yeah, we kind of have that same same deal. I mean, most restaurants closed uh, or at least like furloughed employees, and then have the option of like drive through uh, to go orders. Um, we we kind of do the same. Texas, uh, I mean, thankfully, let's see, it was in September. Uh, we were the last state to offer beer to go. <laughs> I remember hearing about that. A ridiculous concept that it took so long for us to do it, but I'm very glad that we did because we, we, you know, we, we also sell our beer in grocery stores and that's a, that's a huge part of our business. And, you know, but we also have a lot of beers that we, uh, if we don't want to get label approval to be able to sell in grocery stores, we can still brew it, still make labels like, you know, traditional labels on a box or on the can have to do like a wraparound and sell it to go from the brewery. So we've been doing a lot of that, <clears throat> excuse me, since uh, uh, since the beer to go law passed, and it's kind of helped us like within the past couple of weeks of like things that we have that you you're not going to find in the grocery store. We even lowered our prices for those. These are our, like limited one offs. We lowered the prices on them so that it gave people an incentive to come out uh, and 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 pick some up. I mean, unfortunately, you can only get a case a day, you know, per person. But, you know, we're working with what we've got. Uh, and I, it's the, the response has been pretty overwhelming just in the majority of, of uh, you know, the, the service industry in general. Like it's, you know, a lot of people are really coming together and, and really supporting each other. But, I mean, again, that's, this is the first, like, full month, I guess, of this. So we'll kind of see how it goes from here. Right. So have you stayed at about same production level in terms of when this hit lowered production level significantly. Have you seen still beer fly out of the, the tap room as to go orders uh, have picked up? Uh, well, we've definitely uh, have a drop in production, uh, which, you know, that's pretty normal. Uh, we, we still have like, we have enough cans and everything packaged um, that we, we don't have anything necessarily that's coming up that we need to get out into the market uh, we have an, a, a beer release coming up that was going to be this month but we kind of pushed it till may to kind of see so we don't need our our packaging team there um you know for two weeks or so 
Um, and I mean, the, the beer to go, it's, it's weird. It's kind of hit or miss. Like we're not in the middle of the city. Um, I mentioned before that we're across the street from the airport and with all the construction and stuff that goes on over there, it's kind of a pain in the ass to get to. It's, uh, at, it's depending horrible on right now, or at least it was in February. Yeah. Like depending on the time <laughs> of day, but also right now, like it's super easy to get there because there's yeah. hardly any traffic. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Good point. So, but like also us being like a little bit outside of the city and not having, you know, nearly as many flights coming in and out of Austin. We don't have mm-hmm. a lot of people stopping by. Uh, but we, I mean, we, I think this past weekend was like one of our best weekends as far as beer to go is concerned. I mean, we sold a ton of cases. I think a lot of it had to do with like it, it was supposed to be our anniversary party. And so oh, yeah. you know, I put up some pictures of like, you know, from, as far back as I could find to kind of get mm-hmm. people like, Oh man, like this is what we used to be. Like, this is, this is what our brewery used to look like. 22, uh, 23 years. What's that? 22, 23 years, 23 years. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. So wild. <laughs> I mean, I've only been them with, with them for three years, but I've known about them for, Oh, I want to say about seven years or so. So yeah, it's so you got a lot of people that have lived in Austin for a while that are like I'm not missing that anniversary party, yeah, uh, just because of you know the the to go piece of it. So that's that's good to hear that that was still a good turnout. Yeah, yeah, and it's and it's 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 a it's a bit of a challenge because like everybody is, you know, it, it, I feel like before all of this, the the pool that you're trying to pull from to get business is very large. And you're 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 trying to get everyone's attention, but as that shrinks because of people's income levels are changing and fears and this and that, like you, you know, that pool becomes smaller, and you're still having to try to get people. Like you know, I'm not going to be upset if somebody goes to another brewery and picks up beer. Like you know, we all see this as like a, a challenge that all of us are facing together. Yeah. Um, it's to me, it's just going to be very interesting to see what happens in the next five six months. You know. Yeah. As, a, as, a, as a whole landscape. Yeah, I think it's going to change. I mean, so many things, but you talk about the way we drink and enjoy going to breweries, going to tap rooms. Uh, it's going to significantly change. I think in one step, though, you'll see, especially in the summertime, people are going to be so much more thankful to probably be heading back to yeah. tap rooms that you'll probably have this surge. Um, and that's going to be a good thing because in everything that we're missing out on, we're going to want it, want it that much more when the time comes around to be able to, to get back to it. So hopefully we see that. I hope that's the problem that we have. I think we're all looking at that in our respective, even professions and jobs too. It's, we want to, we want that surge. It's going to be rough, but, um, it's better to have that problem than have the alternative. Yeah, absolutely. How did you guys, so. I mean, I guess it probably is because you've been around for so long that you stuck with this more German style, uh, traditional style, traditional ingredients, traditional brewing techniques, but you settled into this style of beer that you you serve consistently and you could have moved on to sexier and, and more, um, I guess, in the vogue kind of things, but you stuck to your uh, guns in terms of what you make and it probably didn't falter at all in terms of what people like about live oak yeah um you know if there's one thing that i know is that like our uh you know our ownership is very adamant about you know like now like we're doing what we want to do 
and we've always done it this way. I mean, it's, you know, and you can, you can say that breweries that also make those like crazy beers or, you know, the, the more popular uh, styles that are just a changing of the hops and, but they're the same style, um, you know, that they're doing the same exact thing too in their minds that they're, you know, they're not going to let anyone tell them what to do. Uh, but for us, it, it's just, you know, Texas has such a rich German history. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of German culture down here. There's a, in, in Austin, there's a big a Polish community as well. If you go down to New Braunfels, I mean, that's a big, you know, German community down there. And so, you know, those styles are, uh, those are like the original styles. Like those styles are very, uh, you know, I don't want to say plain. They're, they're just, it's beer. Yeah, it's beer. You know, it's it, it's not like it's not anything, you know, really more than that. I mean, beer, you know, depending on your perspective on it and like how you want to enjoy it, you know, the styles that we make are, you know, we're not necessarily looking for like the geeks that are, you know, you know, I can take, uh, you know, I smell a hint of, you know, uh, you know, different hops and like, you know, oh, I, I can tell that this is, you know, whatever, like we like. We have those people in, in what we do and the styles that we do and in, in the, the process in which we go about brewing. But we want our beer to just be enjoyed and not like necessarily picked apart and compared, um, you know, that, uh, you know, we didn't make a double IPA the same way that, you know, this super popular brewery that's been around two years is doing, you know, like that's not our concern. Like our concern is, we want you to come around and sit in our, in our, we have 22 acres, you know, at the brewery. We want you to sit in the beer gardens and just enjoy company and drink beer and not, you know, most of our beers are low ABV. So we want you to be able to enjoy, you know, more than a few. Yeah. And that's just kind of, I guess, just who we are is, uh, you know, we don't really compromise on a lot of things. I mean, we, we, I will say like, we do make like a hazy, IPA and that was more of like well we've got a small batch system that we can mm-hmm. operate with and and kind of test out other styles of beer as well and we just kind of started doing that with some of the other brewers that work there like they want to try out we have you know we get samples of hops and why not try them out and see what they do and they do well they I mean like they sell well uh but you know at the end of the day the majority of us uh at the brewery were we're drinking a pills, you know, or we're drinking yeah. Krzyzewski, you know, like even, even uh, like our Hefeweizen is our most well-known beer, the most like sort of sought after, I guess, if you want to put it in those terms that people always hear about it. None of us drink it. Like that's our moneymaker, <laughs> but like, that's not a style that most of us are really into. We want the fresh, like crisp, clean lagers that take, you know, weeks and weeks and weeks of, you know, just time, uh, yeah, and it's an art. You're not cutting corners with it. You know, you you got to do it right. And we like that reward yeah. of tasting it. <laughs> it's amazing to hear you guys are on twenty twenty two acres. But I was even just thinking about how much the weather influences the type of beer. Um, just because, yeah. not to say uh, you know, if if Live Oak was up in Chicago or in Illinois, you'd struggle in the winters. Because I think. Uh, dovetail the the third can i brought down they do a a job with lagers and i think they're doing just fine but uh you know when you're down in the heat of 
of the Texas sun, you know, eight, nine months of the year. And, and with, uh, you guys got the dog park and mm-hmm. the patio and the, uh, Frisbee golf course and all of that. It's like, that's just a great way to come out, have a few beers. They're light, they're crisp, they're easy to drink, especially in the warm, uh, sun. So I just think that helps with it too. And it really just goes terrific with the environment. And then you've got the beer hall inside and everything too. Yeah. And that's the thing too. It's like, we, we, we kind of pride ourselves on that. Like that, you know, I, I, I've, I've gone to a lot of breweries like in my life and like, I'm down to try, you know, like double IPAs and stouts and barrel aged stuff and sours. Like I love all that, but like, uh, you know, I can only have like one or two and then I'm usually like, all right, like, do you have a pills or something? You know, like, do you have something that's like, just like, I want to see what, you know, I want to see a style that you can detect flaws in pretty quickly, you know, depending on if you cut corners or, or whatever. And like, for sure. Loggers, like it's really, uh, it's really hard to hide that. Really hard to hide flaws. And so for us, like, that's like, uh, you know, we, we we try to be as consistent. And I think that's kind of shown in just how long we've been, you know, kicking it. And, and if you look at, I think, Ryan and I have been down to Austin a handful of times. If you look at the breweries down there that um, and what they're putting out, mm-hmm. it's it, it seems like it's mostly you're in good company of other light beer lager makers, um, just light beer makers. There's not a lot of places that are just all going every step in for barrel aged stouts. I mean, sure you got some that do, but I bet the I bet it'd be hard harder to find those than you can find a brewery that's doing killer hefts and pilsners and lagers and other styles that just kind of fit like what Ryan said, the, the weather. And so I think geography and, and your beer drinkers will tell you what they want to drink. Yeah, exactly. I, I used to work for a, a brewery uh, before uh, Live Oak uh, that's local to Texas. Uh, they're out of Garland and one of their year round beers that they make uh, is an Imperial milk stout. It's like, like almost nine percent. I had a hard time selling that sometimes. It's a great beer. It is a fantastic beer. It's highly rated. Like people love it. But you try to sell that into bars, you know, in July. Good luck. Yeah. Especially yeah. at the price point and like things like that, where you're just like, I don't. This is hard. Yeah. You know. But like, yeah, you're you're you're. Uh, but and but you'll always find, you know, your your customer base that will stick through that you know, regardless of what it is that you make. And like, that's, I always found that very fascinating that I worked for that brewery and that was like their number one seller and it did great. But like, I'm realizing like, wow, like, yeah, it is summer. It's not as easy to sell this beer. People are still buying it like crazy. Uh, And then turn around and then like half, it's like, we're constantly having to make more and more half because so many people want that. That's the only beer that they think we make for some reason. (laughs) Yeah, and, and Austin too. Um, it seems like the scene there has really, uh, it just as a whole embraces, um, you know, not just breweries, but just going out as as groups of friends, um, families, and and everything. People are just always out doing stuff, and so then you know, with your lagers and, and things like that that are lighter and and crisp and easier to drink, you're gonna um, definitely you know appeal to more women and. And just all ranges of ages, whereas in some cities that may not be like that as much, um, mm-hmm. you may get your, you know, your beer nerd 
group of 10 guys going out for beer who may not, you know, they may want the barrel aged stout or something like that a little bit more than, than a group of people that'll um, really enjoy, um, you know, multiple uh, Pilsners or Hefts or whatever. Yeah. I mean, we went to, uh, you probably heard of uh, Vista. Yeah. They're out South Austin or maybe on the more on the West side of town, but uh, they had this uh, black Pilsner that they've won some awards from. Mm-hmm. And we were out there when we were down a couple months ago and, you know, it was, it just kind of stood out as a unique style and it was a dark Pilsner that's 5.2, or something like that. And I was like, all right, I got to try this. You know, they've got a couple heavier things on the menu, but I've, I've got to try this. And, and it was just absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But the place was packed and it was all ages, all ages, yeah. male, female, little kids, you know, family, totally family friendly and everything. And um, so to have the, the wide range of beer and have plenty of light, crisp, good, good drinking beers is really uh, fits to all that. Yeah. Um, I suspect, Mike, you were the one who sent us that nice uh, care package a while back. Yeah. Perfect. Awesome. <laughs> smoke, we, the um, smoke package. The smoke yeah. package. And I, oh, and I am so perfect. remiss to say that the quality of that podcast, which is totally my fault with the recording equipment, didn't turn out well, but we did that at the local uh, kind of craft barbecue place. Barbecue place. That's right. Holy cow. Like that was one of my favorite. Okay. Was so, much here with those, was so much fun. Those beers and, the beer and the food was great. And the, the room that we were in had all that oak. And yeah. so that was very appreciated and uh, thoroughly enjoyed that day. I was like, I, like you mentioned your hazy IPA, you sent one of those. I was thoroughly impressed with how crisp and light that actually tasted. Cause some of these can be very, very heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it really had this kind of like lemon lime flavor to it that really went well, but all those other smoke beers, the nice thing, like when you say smoke beers, you'll get a lot of people who turn their nose up. They might be afraid to, <laughs> but it's so subtle with the, at least the way you guys do it, that you can t- detect it, but it doesn't distract you. Exactly. It's supposed to be complimentary. And, and honestly, like sometimes when we have our, you know, when we're, drinking like a batch of like our Schwarz around or whatever. We're like, oh, we kind of wish this was a little bit smokier. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely times when we wanted a little bit more, but um, again, like that's a, that's, that, that's another side of our sort of like, you know, philosophy is that like, we're going to keep making smoke beers until people like them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, they complimented and- the food really well. And we kept talking about it, how, we, you know, the smoke wasn't overpowering or anything. And we were mm-hmm. just, like is it because we're eating smoky food or is it because the beer is just kind of light on it it's really well and i think we did kind of all come to a consensus that it's just a really good complement with more of you know a hint or just a really well balanced smoke lager as opposed to you know a punch in the face with the smoke which i have mm-hmm. i think both of us and i really like too um but it just complemented the food so well it was, it was just fa- fantastic yeah, thank you. We love hearing that. That's that's why I, like that's a big part of why I love my job is being able to send like beer out to people that I know that like will appreciate it and give like honest feedback on it. I mean, like we don't distribute outside of Texas. We don't even distribute in all of Texas. So like we you know, we 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 want to make sure that like people try us out and you know, it's a good way to, you know, it, it, it's it's less um about I guess like traditional marketing versus uh, you know, just putting your beer in the hands of people that are going to enjoy it. And then they talk about it and then people are like, well, 
I'm going to Austin. I might, the brewery's right there. I might as well swing by. I heard good things. And that's, you know, that to me is, is worth like way more than, you know, spending a ton of money on like different avenues of marketing. So I'm, I'm always very glad to hear like when, when something like that uh, is done that people really appreciate it. Well, we, we, there was no short shortage of appreciation on that package. Plus I didn't know you had any idea that I was such a sock guy. Those socks are just killer. And it's funny. Like, was it the pills ones? Yeah. 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 So, you know, I'm on a more than once since then too. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a physician. So I see a lot of patients and I've been known to be the sock guy. And so like, I I've worn them a few times and every once in a while I'll get somebody like, is this beer in your socks? It's like, yes, it is. Um, those, yeah, those also did not go underappreciated by me. Um, Very cool. My, uh, thankfully my, since my best friend I mentioned lives down there, he will always be willing to go to the grocery store to pick up what I need. And last summer, and this just makes me think about when things start opening up and are great again, mm-hmm. you know, live Oak pills, live Oak half has always been like a great boat beer for me. Um, yeah. Michigan summer last year, my wife would fight me for the Pilsners. And that's <laughs> when, you know, you've won some fans is my <laughs> wife would usually rather have like a vodka drink or something on sure. the boat. She's like, can I have another one of those Pilsners? Uh, let me see how many there are left. Cause I need some. I'm out. <laughs> so, and, and, and trust me, you know, Michigan has plenty of great beers, but uh, for, for that to be shipped up from my friend down there, he's um, very gracious to do that. Uh, I think um, we're all, all I want to hope now is that since all these rules seem to be going away with, you know, beer and shipping, you guys are going to be able to ship a little bit more. Or the laws will kind of be lax and it just seems like there are going to be no rules here pretty soon. Did we lose him? He's Maybe frozen. for a second. Frozen. Yeah. I think you spent too much time there here in the, uh, um, in the tap room. Oh yeah, disconnected. <laughs> oh, he's coming back. No, he's coming back. There we go. I, I think I, I think my computer was just like, oh, he's not moving the mouse. <laughs> Are we back? We're back. We yeah. All right. Cool. Um. So, so uh, one thing we love to hear from our guests is like your ideal four pack. It doesn't have to be a particular beer per se, but something you would take to a, our last our last guests wanted to know if it was a deserted island or a desert island. I don't think it matters, but mm. what you would take with you as a ideal four pack. Ideal four pack. Well, there's definitely going to be a Pilsner in there. Um, probably my one of my favorite smoked beers that we do uh it's a polish smoked wheat beer but also what was the other one that there was one that we just did that was a uh hmm i haven't had to think about this in a while like uh like i like uh honestly like those sort of 
macro style lagers. I'm a big fan of corn. Like I like, I like, uh, you know, cores a lot. Um, those kind of hit the spot in a way that's uh, very, very different. And then I guess I would say, hmm, you know, maybe like a, like a, a Berliner Weiss or a Goza, like something mm -hmm. just, you know, that's a little bit more tart and refreshing. That's, you know, not as, uh, that's, a, it's, it's completely different, you know, out there beer style. That's, mm -hmm. you know, like it, you don't think, I don't think about beer, at least when I'm drinking it. I just, I'm thinking like, oh, this is a, this is a nice little treat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the Gerdzitski was on when I was down there and it was, it was terrific. I don't uh, know. We do that year round. Four pack before Evan. I, I'd have a tough time with that too. Yeah. Yeah, that is a tough one. On there. Well, you know, it always it, it doesn't have to be anything specific. It's you know, I like that. It, it doesn't always have to be a specific beer, but just something that always reminds you about a specific, you know, event. Like evokes nostalgia. You know, you could. You know, up here, when you go up to Wisconsin, I always say, like, people think about Spotted Cow from New Glarus. Yeah. It's not a particularly, you know, fancy or blow-your-mind kind of beer, but when you're in Wisconsin and you're going to the lake or something, everyone's like, oh, gosh, Spotted Cow. Like, my dad, like, picks it up at the gas station on the way out of Wisconsin because you can't get New Glarus anywhere but Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> but as long as it takes you back to a place and reminds you of a place that – you know, that's kind of where I think favorite beers always come around. Yeah. yeah well, those styles to me are just very, like, it, it just reminds me of, like, slower paced. Like, I don't, I don't know, I don't necessarily want to think about or analyze a beer every single time I drink it. I just want something that is reliable. And for me, Pilsners are usually. <laughs> yeah, you... <laughs> yeah, the the I think the breweries that do them well are going to be relied upon. I mean, Ryan and I will tell you right now, getting a little bit of uh, distro of that dovetail down here in Peoria has been, oh my gosh. I mean, I think we bought the place out of it when they brought <laughs> it down because it's just <laughs> such a good, consistent Pilsner. They got an Amber Lager, their Hef too, just like you guys make. Mm. Yeah, Consistent really um, is is almost a, an an underappreciated. Um, a lot of the, you know, like you mentioned earlier, just about um, you know the lager you can't cover up um, the quality of it, but a lot of the new style beers, the recipe tweaked just a little bit and the name changes, and uh, and so then it's a, a total new beer. So consistency, even if the recipe was supposed to be the same, other than a, a tweak in uh, you know the hop hop bill or something like that. Um, there's no need for consistency. Whereas, you know, uh, live Oak, when you're talking to pills and half, I mean, the consistency is, is just spot on phenomenal every time from can to can, uh, spotted cow, same way with, uh, or new Glarus with spotted cow or their two women lagers really good as well. Um, uptail, I mean, name doesn't change recipe mm -hmm. supposed to change. And every time you drink one, you know, exactly what you're getting, which is, is really, um, what, you know, beer and all this stuff should be about. And um, I think it does go a little underappreciated, but it's uh, it's really tough to make that happen. And uh, Live Oak especially does a terrific job with that. 
Thank you. I mean, I don't have anything to do with it, but thank you. <laughs> On behalf of the brewery. Well, there's, I mean, but when you think about the top, when people list out the top craft breweries, you know, in the world mm -hmm. or, or whatever, um, even, even that list doesn't oftentimes contain uh, the breweries that really do the same beer consistent over and over. A lot of times it's more of the hype stuff and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, year to year new barrel age release and things like that, that, we all love as well, and I'm not saying anything negative about that, but to be able to make that same name, same recipe over and over, especially at, at high quantities too, um, as, as consistent as some of these places do is, is really impressive. I mean, Evan brews a lot more than I do, but um, I know he, we both appreciate it just from the, the brewing, the home brewing and stuff that we've done. It's just, it's a, it's a science. Yeah. yeah. Especially, especially now with the pandemic, I'm brewing a lot at home. Um, <laughs> I don't I have that. I don't have lager capacity because uh, my ability to keep temps down like that just isn't quite there. Uh, maybe someday, but yeah. uh, I, I will eventually appreciate the time and effort. Um, just personally, hopefully, that it takes to make such a beer like uh, you guys usually make very consistently. I'll just keep enjoying them from now. On there you go. <laughs> um, sure. I, Mike, I really want to thank you for your time. I know that uh, we're all finding different ways to entertain ourselves and different ways to connect and, you know, no better way than this to be able to sit down with you and a brewery that uh, you're uh, working with and affiliated with to give us a little insight. So I know uh, the people who listen to our podcast will appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for having me. This is uh I have been like, okay, I need to find some things to do this week. <laughs> this is perfect. I did one yesterday, got one today. I think I'm good for the week. I might take the rest of the week off. <laughs> really appreciate it. Yeah, this is uh, really appreciate your time. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you guys so have a blast. You guys uh, <laughs> stay safe and be well down in Austin. And we'll all look forward to raising a glass and being in tap rooms all over the place. Absolutely. All right. Cheers. All right. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Have a good night, guys.